Good evening, everybody. Welcome to episode of Living Light Outdoors. On the mic with you, running a little behind schedule, a little later than I intended to be tonight, but got in here and got some things put together, and uh, God's been pouring some things in lately, got messages all over the place again, trying to sort them out and get them put together and figure out where they fit in this world today. I want to share a message with you from my buddy Bubba, uh, Bubba Rutherford, Rutherford Landing Cattle down in Texas. Uh, he's often writing things, and I, and I see a lot of his stuff. I don't share everything he does, just so you know that. He's usually putting something out about every day, too, either on a reel or something he's written on his cattle page or on his personal page. But I took what he what he wrote, and, and of course, I always adjust it a little bit um, to fit the theme of where I'm headed with this. And I, I titled this today, Shout It From The Rooftops. Now, again, this is uh, Bubba Rutherford, Rutherford Landing Cattle, shared his message. I've taken his message and tweaked it a little bit, and I'm going to share my thoughts of what he said with you. Bubba says this. He said, if Jesus walked the earth today, his main goal would be to tell as many people in the world about what we have been given through him dying on the cross and being raised from the dead. Now, consider this. With that said, if he was here today, I don't think he would be doing a lot of walking. I believe he'd be on every TV channel. I believe he'd be on every radio station. He'd be flying and driving every part of the world where there was someone who was crying out for him. He would be on every social media platform, have every one of his messages live streamed, getting his word out as fast and effectively as he could. Now, when Jesus was actually here on this earth, he walked or he used every mode of transportation available to him. He would go by the sea, he'd get in a boat, he'd row out a ways, and then he'd turn back toward the crowd on the shore so that everyone could hear all that he had to say to them. Sometimes he would go to the synagogues, but most of the time he spread the word in his everyday life during his everyday travels. He used boats to travel in, he even rode on a donkey. And when it came time to pay his taxes, he did his part by taking money from the mouth of a fish. Do you ever wonder about that scripture? I mean, you know, the, you know, the one where, where um, they took the coin from the fish's mouth to render under Caesar what it was Caesar's, the taxes that were being collected. So, I mean, here you are, you're, you're standing apparently near the seashore, maybe, and a fish swims by with the money. Maybe it was a coin a fisherman lost from his boat. Maybe it was from a shipwreck, shipwreck full of gold. I tell you what it was for certain. It was a God-sent miracle, no matter how that fish came by that coin. If there were tax breaks back then, I believe Jesus would have taken advantage of them if it meant he could reach more people. He was known to dress pretty sharp. As a matter of fact, when he was crucified, the soldiers gambled their wages to win his clothing got a feeling that that was just kind of a mockery. Always wondered who won his garments. I mean, what did he do with them? I mean, is he, you know, like today, if we get a, a professional sports player's jersey, we usually have it framed and hanging on our wall. Is that what he did with Jesus' bloody garments? He was pretty well off. As a matter of fact, Jesus even had his own guy to keep up with the treasury. And later, that same guy betrayed Jesus and was one the one who helped bring Christ into trial and get him arrested. In today's world, 
this is exactly what is happening. Jesus Christ, his body is driving, flying on the, and on the radio, on TV, all over the internet, all over social media platforms. He's everywhere. I think every one of them, uh, these, these avenues of sharing of the word are very important and we need to make sure we use and support the ones who are successful at reaching the world through each avenue. Be careful if you start judging ministries that are very successful. And we're quick to do that. We see the, the ministries that, you know, they've got a lot of stuff. They've got jets. They've got arenas. They've got all these things. But be careful about judging them. As a matter of fact, the Bible says that in the same measure in which you judge, it's going to be measured back to you. You have to be careful there. Uh, we're only to judge righteousness, uh, not someone else's avenue of, of ministry. The one who tried to judge Jesus ended up hanging himself, completely destroying his life. The Word of God says, don't touch his anointed. Don't lay your hands on one of God's anointed. Don't go against one of God's anointed. It's not a good place to be. I could tell you some stories of my own life in ministry and what I've seen when, when things have come against even me and, and where those things are today. It, it, don't raise your hand against one of God's anointed. It's not safe. In other words, leave God's team alone. Support them. Pray for them. There's some that make mistakes. There's some that do dumb things. There's some that maybe are off-center. Pray for them. Don't do anything to harm them. Now, I know the Word says that Jesus became poor so we could become rich. Now, compared to what he had in heaven, he became dirt poor. Each and every one of us as followers are very important to the body of Christ. Whether you have a ministry of working at a store, oil field, hospital, school, restaurant, ranch, the list can go on and on. Maybe you're even in ministry. You are important to the body of Christ. It doesn't matter what label you have. You're important to the body of Christ because you are part of the body. And the body functions as one unit under the headship of Jesus Christ. Every part of the body is important. Just be sure that you lift up and pray for others. You hear me say all the time, as you're headed to church Sunday morning, bombard heaven over that service, over those pastors. Pray for them through the week. Uh, pastors carry a huge role. Ministers carry a huge weight. And it doesn't matter what level of ministry they're in. It doesn't matter if they're pastoring a church or they're an evangelist or they're a youth pastor or they're a, a lay worker in the church. That servanthood is always under attack. There's always something coming against it. Satan's always out prowling around, roaring like a lion, Keep in mind, he's a poser. He's not truly a lion that can eat you. He just likes to pretend he is. If you're full of Jesus, if you're surrendered to him, if you have the blood of Jesus running through your veins, the enemy can't cross that bloodline. He can't touch you. We all need to work as a body, and we need to realize there is no competition in the body of Christ. I'll share a little story with you from my history. I was youth pastoring for a particular denomination when I first went into ministry. This was way back in 1997. Uh, yeah, I'm an old guy now. So back in 97, I was already a, a middle-aged father, a married family, you know, the two kids. And we moved every, sold everything here in Oklahoma. We moved to Durango, Colorado. We become youth pastors. 
denominational church there, a pastor that I have known most of my life, if not nearly all of it. He actually was the pastor of the church that performed uh, or helped perform my father's funeral when I was 13 years old. That's the first of meeting of him was when I was 13. So I've known him a good portion of my life. I went to serve him as a youth pastor. Quite a story, great story. I was there for a while. We worked in the Four Corners area of Colorado, the southwestern corner of Colorado, which um, is pretty desolate. You're a long ways away from district things. So I worked pretty closely with some of the other area youth ministers, um, was involved in Youth Ministry Alliance. But even our denominational ministers, I worked closely with their youth. We did some of our own youth camps and things of that nature. Got close with some of those pastors as well. Well, my time there ended. My season of ministry in, in Durango ended, and with the blessing of my pastor, uh, I, I moved down south into Farmington, New Mexico area, and became a youth pastor for a non-denominational church there. And not long after I had been in Farmington, um, we had gone to a Four Corners pastors meeting, like a, a whole area, the Four Corners area, uh, Colorado, New Mexico, Utah, and Arizona, they, and, and we gathered, had this big gathering of pastors and a big big meeting and an elderly pastor who was from Cortez, Colorado, when I had been serving there in farm in uh, Durango, he kind of caught up with me and he pulled me aside. I had worked with him and his church and his youth ministry and his youth pastor and had been pretty close with all of them in that southwest corner of Colorado. And so he pulls me aside and he asks me a question. He said, why did you abandon ship? And I thought for a minute, I'm like, I didn't understand his question. I said, excuse me? He said, why did you abandon ship? And, and, I, and I looked at him very puzzled because I didn't understand his question. And he finally said, why did you leave this denomination? And my only reply, and it became, it was an instantaneous reply. I didn't mean anything derogatory by it. But my response was, I thought we were all on the same boat. Listen. There's no competition within the body of Christ. There's multiple denominational factors out there. I go in and out of many of them. I speak in all kinds of places, in all kinds of ministries, uh, in all kinds of denominational beliefs that, that may vary or differ from how I was raised. I'm not credentialed with a particular denomination. I am credentialed in an independent organization. Uh, the Living Light Outdoors is is under the 501c3 of, a, of an independent organization. Um, I, and I, and it's, it's mainly because I really don't want labeled a particular way because I do believe we are all on the same boat. There's no competition. As long as we are all seeking to, to bring people to Christ, seeking out that which is lost so that they may be found, bringing people to Jesus Christ, sharing the word of God that's truth, uh, again, there's multiple avenues of that. There's multiple ways of doing so. Um, I might not particularly care for a particular method or, or a particular message that someone's using. But if it comes out of the Word of God and it's biblical and it's truth and it's drawing people to Jesus, to a closer walk with Jesus, for a changed lifestyle, walking with the Lord, I'm all for it. If, if it's heresy, if it's watered down, if it's garbage, if it doesn't line up with the Word of God, I'm also quick to point it out. I have some people who don't like me now. I'm okay with that because it's not about me. It's not about them. It's about who they're leading and the direction and path that they're leading them on. 
the truth will set us free. Only the truth. I get in some occasional social media discrepancies um, with some folks that don't believe the way I do. It's okay. I, I, I don't have a problem with that. They don't make me angry. I get called all kinds of stuff. I get called names. I get called out. And it's funny. The minute you strike a chord with someone who goes against your grain, usually the, the method they use is an attack personally against you. I'm a big guy. So anytime I speak anything truthful, usually the first thing they do is they attack my size. I'm okay with that. It, it doesn't bother me. I've been attacked on my size my whole life. I've been made fun of for being a fat kid my whole life. It's not going to mess with me. It's not going to change what I feel about the truth. And so I respond using Scripture. I respond uh, with a truthful manner. And in, in, in most cases, they finally just give up. They realize they're not going to make me angry. That's their goal. They're not going to get me. They're not going to get to me. And the truth that I keep putting in front of them is inarguable. I didn't write it. I didn't come up with it. I just believe it for truth and, and when I speak it. So keep in mind, we need to work together as a body. There's no competition within the body of Christ. And, and by doing so, man, we become the body that can't be stopped. Look at where we are today. There, there's so much happening around us. This is an exciting time to be a follower of Christ. Listen, if, if you're not sold out to Jesus, man, what a beautiful time to be so. We're going to see some interesting things coming. There, there could be some struggles. that We all can face some challenges and some struggles. But I'm excited because it's lining up with just exactly what the Bible has to say about these times. We're close. We're closer now than we've ever been. I, I've, heard, I've heard my entire life. You better be ready because the rapture could happen tomorrow. You better be ready because Jesus could come tomorrow. You better be ready because your life could be out of here tomorrow. I've heard it my whole life. I'm 60 years old now, and I'm telling you, we're obviously closer now than we were when I was a child, but when you look at what's happening biblically in the biblical timeline, we're getting close. God's beginning to move. Things are beginning to shake. Well, I keep hearing that word this whole season. There's a shaking taking place. And listen, God's going to shake everything that can be shaken, including his church. Get solid in the Lord. Get yourself tied to the stay who is in Jesus Christ. He is our hope. He is our stay. You get yourself lashed to him. Unbreakable bond. No matter what you face, you'll be able to endure it, and he'll see you through to the other side. Amen. Whew, God bless you guys. That turned into a message. Uh, thank you, Bubba, for allowing me to share your word. Uh, He's very gracious with me sharing his stuff. Uh, I love that. One of these days, I'm going to go around and meet this guy. But um, follow him if you can, Brother Ruth, Bubba Rutherford. Rutherford Landon Cattley is easy to find on social media. He speaks a lot of truth himself. He is a preacher. He's an evangelist. Uh, he's a man of God. Amen. Thank you for the word. Thank you for following along on our podcast. Thank you for your support. Thank you for your prayer. We covet your prayers. Ron and I love you. We'll talk to you again real soon.